0: Going back to even that, our brand photo is worth it. It's like, well, your business is worth it, and that's kind of the mentality that we have to speak to. How are you? How are you doing now, Good. <clears throat> Things are really wonderful. I'm about to uh, launch my new website. I've been focusing on a lot of rebranding this year, okay. so I'm so excited. I shouldn't sell that to you as a designer because it's not professionally designed. <laughs>
1: As long <laughs> hey, as long as it speaks to your brand, that's mm-hmm. what's important. You know, as long as it speaks to you, your brand, how you want to show up and what you want to build, you're flying. That's yeah, the exactly. main thing for all of us. But there's something that you've said from when we were initially talking a while back. It really stuck with me right the way through. It doesn't matter how good your product or service, if you have unaligned crappy imagery, You have a problem. Talk me through that.
0: (laughs) You are awesome. Yeah. um, (laughs) Oh, I love it. Talk me through that. Oh, you should be like a host on TV. I love it. Well, yeah. So if you have crappy imagery that doesn't reflect... I mean, we put so much work into our business and so much time. And I think the problem really is when we have imagery that does not reflect our hard work. It's like the cherry on top, it's the finale. And that's usually what people are seeing first. And so when it doesn't reflect all of our hard work, it's like we do all of it for nothing. It's like we build it up and then there's kind of a drop off and it fizzles out and it's like, we deserve a little bit more than that. Um, Especially when our, you know, imagery can speak for us and we have something that works, Uh, you know, when our images are intentional, uh, we can, I mean, they work for themselves, you know, We do take in so much information. I mean, it's everywhere. And so our brain actually has to compartmentalize the things that are not like relevant to our immediate needs, which is why we can ignore things. So people with like sensory processing disorders, like autism, often get really overstimulated with the amount of auditory and visual stimulation they take in um, because it's all the time. I mean, everywhere you look, there's colors and patterns and words and advertising and all of this stuff. So, um, you know, luckily those of us without those disorders can ignore everything that we don't need to pay attention to, which thank goodness. But also that means people are really good and our brains are built to ignore things that we don't care about and that are not important to us. So in order to stand out and like build a connection, you have to have strong visuals for your brand so that people don't ignore you or forget about you. Yes. Yes. And, um, I'm guilty. I am
1: very guilty. Every single photographer I know and have worked with goes, when are you doing your next branding session? And I was like, "Eh, eh, eh, screw off, leave me alone, you know, in a very Mm -hmm. fun, loving way. But it was also a don't mention it, I'm aware kind of way. And literally the moment I booked in my session, I had to message everyone going, guess what I did. (laughs) That's exciting. Everyone loved it. And it was like, thank goodness, like it's fine we can associate ourselves with you now because you know but Uh, no it does it's a very big difference because one of the biggest things that I know I find for myself and I'm sure you probably find for your clients as well is if you don't have imagery not only reflects what you do but actually imagery that you love you won't use anything you won't show up you won't do anything And it's something, again, I'm really guilty of. I even was talking to – putting in a – filling out some kind of form the other day and one of the big things for PR purposes was putting in a headshot. And I was looking at it going, I don't want to use what I've got so I'm going to leave this until the last minute when I can replace (laughs) that image. And it was – It was a lot. So, yeah, do you find that often, like, the big disconnect between how people show up maybe before you work with them compared to after you work with them or just in general?
0: Yeah, I think as long as the experience is good, what I've found, even when I started before I knew how to actually use my camera – Um, and so essentially they were the best that I could do at the time, but compared to what I can do now, they were pretty crappy pictures. Um, but if the experience was good and the person that I'm working with feels like we communicate and collaborate a lot, um, the experience of what your branding shoot is, is so much, almost more important because like I said, I had a lot lesser quality than I do now, but they still felt confident because what we created, um, served a bigger purpose. Everything was very focused on what their purpose was. So, but yeah, even, I mean, and that goes for depending on who you hire for your branding, you know, you really need to gel with them and make sure that their style and their values also align with yours. If you just settle for the first person that you find, a lot of times you're not going to have the best experience. So, no, totally. And I've even done that with myself. The first time I ever had headshots done, I did my hair up, I put on way too much makeup, and then I got the photos back. I'm like, oh, they don't even look like me because I never do that. You know, I'm very bare minimum. And so I never even used them, really. And so usually when I get images back for me and when I'm with somebody, it's it's, it's casual, but we have a goal. So it is a professional experience, but also to really create something that reflects who you are. You can't really try super hard. You have to have like the foundation set so the goals are very intentional. But when you spend your time together designing and photographing, it has to kind of come naturally.
1: And that's, yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool to even hear because it's one thing that I I know I preach, especially in the website world. If you don't love how your brand shows up, how your website looks, you're not going to want to show anybody. You're not going to go out
0: to exactly. find who
1: get clients, so then you again, your brand imagery is exactly the same. I know. Again, mm-hmm. coming back to myself, I've had a lot of ideas and I've had a lot of post ideas and things like that, and I've been like, "Oh, I can't do that because I don't have the images for it," and then mm-hmm. just haven't done it. But yeah, yeah, it's that's, such a
0: work in progress. <laughs> Always, yes.
1: <laughs> yes. So does that safely mean that we can say that people definitely? do judge books by their cover.
0: Yeah, I think it's more of just like an actual human instinct, whether or not we want to. I mean, everybody makes kind of base assumptions right off the bat without even trying. And it's not that you're being judgmental or rude. It's just, again, we take in so much visual information. It's like a subconscious thing that we do is ignoring. And I mean, we burn calories when we decide, when our subconscious brain decides what is worth our time or not. Like, and so in order to make it easier for people to just make the decision, you have to have quality images that speak for themselves that do the job for you for sure
1: that's it and so yes we do
0: <laughs> whether or not we mean to yeah. yeah that's it and so if we really
1: are these crazy judgmental beings <laughs> how do i make someone stop how do i actually take someone's attention Beward. especially from an imagery perspective because it's one thing again say you need cool branding imagery But what does scroll-stopping imagery actually mean?
0: Yeah, that's really tricky because (laughs) it's probably different for everyone. But that also means, I think... Before you even like go on to deciding what you need for your business as far as design and visual assets, you really need to know who your customer is and who your audience is because that is going to really bridge the gap between the type of visual content that you're putting out. Um, I'm always a big fan of things that are really real and true to your story, but that could look yes, a lot of different ways if you're yes. like into the really like dark and moody, light and airy, whatever. like The style is kind of whatever you're naturally... Drawn to especially if it pertains to your product or service, but it also needs to speak to who you are speaking to. And if you can narrow that down as specifically as you can, then it's a lot easier to speak to them. Like Jai Long says, you know, if you're going to serve everybody versus like a select few, it's going to get a lot more like approachable.
1: So you're taking my brand strategy and my like my beautiful darling words, and it actually does come through the imagery. And that's what I love to hear because I know, again, a lot of branding shoots are just this really basic kind of, yeah, here's a few mug shots. And I <laughs> use the term mug here really deliberately because mm-hmm. I know I've gone to people and go, look, I need a few brand images from you. Like, I need your branding imagery. And it's headshots. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here like, hmm, oh, yeah. headshots don't help me. I don't, I want something of you in action. I want something that makes me feel, you know what I mean? And I don't have any of that to work with. So, you know, you try your best, do it.
0: Definitely knowing, I guess, what you want out of the experience um, and then also finding somebody that, you know, you can see their portfolio. You know, it's not just a bunch of headshots. They tell a story with the images. They have the details. They have the headshots, but maybe a variety of headshots. They play with movement. Like you have to be kind of like a journalist when it comes to that sort of thing so that you can, um, you know, your images are actually effective. They're not all the same thing. Even if you're just a product-based business, I see a ton of people just like share or all of their marketing is just the product and it's nothing else. And, that does not set them apart from the big box stores that sell the exact same product. You know, the that's difference is going to be who is behind it and why you're doing it. So, I mean, you have to have a variety. I mean, there are so many details that you could go into about which images that you choose. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's why I like your stuff so much, too, because it is so much multi-layered. It's so much mul- so much more multifaceted. It isn't just, here's some pretty Product photos it was like i think you we were Not doing a, sure. a very was, but it was that halloween kind of themed, that very witchy and just oh, watching yeah, you candles. put it all together the candles yes and it was like <laughs> watching you do this was like this is what branding photos need to be more of and what we need to really talk about and explore and Mm -hmm. yeah that was just pure magic to watch and I think it was even that and said right you're the person who I'm talking to about brand photos because (laughs) it's right there in front of me telling me that there's one person who shares your approach right and yes that's Yeah. And if I was like, right, okay, so I've got all this strategy, I've got all this stuff. Now we will need to plan a shoot. Like how do I even start that process? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, coffee photos. Do we do coffee
0: photos? Oh, or the pictures like with the coffee? Yeah. Yeah. Do you do it or are you
1: a coffee person or
0: no? Oh, yeah. I'm definitely a coffee person. Like, in general, I drink a ton of coffee, like a shit ton of coffee. Um, But as far as, like, pictures with coffee, you mean? I mean, that's always a good place to start, especially if you don't have, like, an office or a home studio. I'm always like, yeah, let's meet up for a coffee, bring a laptop, bring a notebook, like... I mean, where are your brand colors? It can, and there's so many different coffee shops depending on where you go. Not where I live, but a lot of the places I go to to work, there's a lot of different things that we could do, or even getting a coffee and taking it to go, you know. So it's always a great prop for sure. And
1: yes, what other kind of. Yeah, how do you even start going, right, okay, I need ideas and all I've seen pretty much on the internet are, the again, the basic coffee photos. How do I expand from that? How do I build (laughs) on from that beginning point to make something more?
0: Yeah. I think if you can add a little bit more of a personal touch into it. So not everybody's super comfortable with having shots done in their home. And a lot of people, especially the people I work with, um, I mean, most of them work out of their home studio. I work with a lot of makers and artists, so they, um, you know, build things and create things, which is really rad. Um, But even the people that are more tech savvy, you know, if they don't want them in their homes, I mean, there's a lot of different places. I mean, if you like to read, you know, I mean, the bookshelf behind you is pretty wonderful, I think, but you could even go to a bookstore or something, you know, and just try to, you know, bring out your personality a little bit. What was that?
1: Yes, it's happening. That was one of the ideas. It was like, because again, I'm very much a coffee person. So it does work as long as it goes to the right place, right? And it's, yeah, the next thing on the list is it has to be, we have to go books. You have to go coffee. The rest of it, I'm not even sure yet, but they were mm-hmm. the two things that are, like, must be done for this shoot, no matter what, mm-hmm. right?
0: Buildings, too. I When I think of, like, a designer, I think, like, oh, if we could get some architecture in there. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there are so mm-hmm. many different things. You could do something really sleek. You could do something really rustic and um, so many different textures to play with. So if you have, like, a really, like, a black and white and green or something, you might not go with, like... Um, brick red or, you know, some aged wood, but you could do something downtown with like in an alleyway or something grungy, you know? So there's like a lot of different options that you could do. I always like to start with maybe some visual inspiration on like Pinterest or Instagram, not to recreate those exact images, but you can start with them, especially for composition and lighting. Those are always what I look for when I look for reference images. So something like that. The more you think about it and the more that you really try to plan it out, then when you go to do the branding shoot, things will just flow and then you can really fall back on what you've already planned and things can just happen naturally. When you're ill-prepared for something, um, you're always like fumbling at the last minute or you're trying to like... um, keep things going. Like if I, I always have kind of a list, like a shot list or examples saved to look at, but I never end up looking at them because we have like a plan. So that's always something to fall back on. But if you can just kind of, again, with the storytelling, if you find someone who is not just like, Oh, pose, do this. Like what I like to do is, and I don't know if it's because I'm lazy, but when I work with my clients, a lot of times they're just doing what they normally do. They're working and we get the process. It's not that I'm posing them at all. It's just We're kind of going through their regular routine and then it's real first of all. So all of the images are really authentic and real to them, but also, um, that way I can capture details and stuff that they would actually use. You know, if you try to force it too much, then sometimes you get imagery that's like a little bit too fake, you know? So, um, And even just having somebody, even if it is posed and you go somewhere that you normally wouldn't work or, you know, I don't know, sometimes coffee shops just fall naturally in line with somebody's branding and sometimes they don't. But if you just go and you have a good time and you focus on the experience and just being in the space and you don't think about, um, yeah, what you have to get done because you already have that all in the back of your mind then it just flows and it goes perfectly. And you're just hanging out, having a good time and you feel natural. Number one is planning. Success loves preparation. That's (laughs) something like that. But yeah,
1: no, I freaking love that. And going on that, how do you know when you're over planning? Because even I'm sitting here going, okay, so I've Mm -hmm. kind of got an idea of what I want to do, but it probably isn't enough to constitute a real plan yet. But then when do I stop? Because I'm like, okay. Go out for coffee, go out for books, we go out for pasta because lunch and I can treat her to a lunch and totally get photos while we're having lunch because that's what you do. Wonderful. <laughs> and then you know, do a few of those alleyway kind of like pieces. Is that enough? Like, when do I know when to stop? Like Oh, for sure what
0: do I do? Oh yeah. And even after, even if I do, and I'm not like a super duper planner, I'll like plan the fundamentals. And then I like a lot of wiggle room. I am very much a go with the flow type of person. So I'll have like a few main things we need to hit. And then I really like just doing stuff along the way that we didn't plan. Like that is, I don't know, it's kind of part of my creative process. And, um, so I don't know, I think Just having like a few main points and then you can always get like another brand shoot later. You know, I just feel like if you try to shove too much into it, then it's almost not enjoyable. I don't know if that's something that you've found or not.
1: That was actually, interestingly enough, when I was in the personal branding space myself and in the personal branding photography space, it was, I'd like to do all day things and they could book out a whole day. And it was like, no one ever bought into this, by the way, but I thought it was bloody genius. It was a whole day (laughs) and it was like, you know, they could do their prep in the morning and it could be a really slow day for them as well. And like, yeah, okay, we'd shoot throughout the day, but it would be this really, again, calm process. Mm -hmm. This was kind of at the time where this wasn't a really big thing. Again, location-wise, I'm probably not in the location for this kind of stuff either. Probably why I didn't go anywhere. but. I really do like that and that really like slowing down aspect because Mm -hmm. it is again, is my tendency again, planning for myself to go cram, you know, let's cram as much in as possible. But yeah, you're absolutely right, because it does take away from that magic, yeah.
0: It's there's like pros and cons. I totally agree that spacing it out and having all day would be such a dream. Um, But I would have it probably a tendency to like fill up the time because I don't want to waste any time for sure. So it's yeah, it's definitely a learning process. Are
1: there things we truly need to consider more that we kind of neglect in the moment of planning and things like that?
0: Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of folks that will like spend the time and money on a branding shoot and then not use the images. And I'm thinking, you know, just because you do it, I mean, even if you, you know, spend the time and money on a web designer on like anything, it doesn't do it by itself. Like you have to use it. It's a tool, you know, you could spend a million bucks on your education, but if you don't implement what you've learned, it's not going to do it by itself. So I'm always like, you know, you can spend money on the asset but you have to utilize it yourself you know you have to do the work so it's definitely a tool and brand imagery is a tool so you have to leverage it um you know if you just have them on your iCloud and they're just sitting there not doing anything and you're still relying on your iPhone photos like that's great but I mean they're not doing anything and they very well could be doing something that's yeah well and that's fun too I think (laughs) Having like a little bit of both because it's pretty unrealistic for I work with a lot of very small startup businesses. And so I think um, they can't always, you know, shell out the money for a professional brand shoot, especially if they're like they have a ton of new product photos, you have to be your own uh, product photographer, brand photographer sometimes. And having a variety of different quality, I think can be pretty relatable. Like you have the really powerful professional images, but don't be afraid to sprinkle some of your own in there. I think that's important.
1: yes yeah because I think we get so much I know even myself I'm like the moment I get mine done no more of these iPhone photos but sometimes they add to the experience most of the time they don't because guess what the professional ones still always do better Mm -hmm. but yeah there's that very much that tendency even now like with my current lack of imagery It's that I shouldn't use any of these iPhone images because they're not up to par and standard, which I probably need to come away from and go, no, do you know what? I can use these and that's fine.
0: Definitely, because you're a real person too. And I think the people that you're speaking to are real people. They're like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's definitely some relatability that's important as well.
1: (laughs) You're also talking about just before writing a blog post on is it worth the investment? Who is it is branding imagery worth it and why should you actually invest in this just instead of it being another one of those things that i will do later and will put off until i'm doing x y z in -hmm. my business or yep why is it something you actually need from the outset versus something you should just again leave for later
0: yeah, there's a lot of people too that I've even had clients book me and then cancel later because they just feel like they're not ready, which is, I've only had that happen a couple of times and I'm like, gosh dang it. But you're always ready. You know, I know sometimes it's hard to like budget it in, but the right photographer will work with you. They can create a custom package for you, they will take payment plans, they will accommodate what you need because. Their success is your success and I'm like, I will do whatever I need to to make sure that you are successful like that is what I care about is making sure that you get what you need and that what we do is useful to you So you there's always a way to up level your business and also even if you don't even if you're still DIying it and you're still in the beginning stages, um, some just really even if you don't have a lot necessarily to offer visually just like some basic, branding, if it's done professionally, can really like move the needle in your business right away. So you're always ready. Even if you don't think you're ready, you are so ready because that's going to up level you really quick. It's going to get you to your goals a lot faster. Um, and it's going to connect you with your audience. Like if you have a business, you are ready to represent yourself professionally, even if it's just farmers markets and stuff. So I think, yeah, that's my soapbox spiel. Um, I think it's always worth it. I think, um, you can do a one time thing you can do so like a mini session. There are so many different options. So there's something for everyone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love what you said there about people will make it work for you. And I think the right people who they're so purely confident in what they build, what they produce, what they do. It isn't a matter of a yes or a no or no, I can't do that because here are my packages or whatever. It's very much this Let's make it work and we'll make it work for you, whichever way you need it. And that Mm -hmm. is magical, you know? And that's something that I think, especially in the branding place, actually sometimes is lacking because it's like it's either these mini, those mini, like, you know, headshot sessions or day long things. And you're like, right, I need something in between. Can I just book Mm -hmm. a fashion editorial session with a photographer? which will kind of constitute, uh, but yeah. So I really freaking love that perspective.
0: Yeah. That's something I'm always developing. It's the collaborative aspect that's going to, cause I mean, I work with businesses who work typically with customers or like people, but um, regardless, I mean, you have to solve their problems and you have to create meaningful connections by producing high quality imagery, like I'm trying to speak to what they need and therefore, but also I have to help them speak to their client's needs. So it's definitely, you have to serve versus sell. Like, I mean, gosh, if I can like, I got this review the other day and I mean, it was, it probably the most wonderful words I've ever read. And it was all about how they felt during the experience. And they were like, I feel like a real life artist. Like I can take myself seriously. And I'm like, Oh my God, that is like worth more to me than any amount of money I could make because like, they feel like the real deal. They feel successful. And like, that is what I want to do. Like, that's why I do what I do. And so just having that mindset of really, um, you know, why are you doing this in the first place, you know, and having that selling or not selling, but serving mentality, like doing what you can. Obviously there are boundaries that you need to set so that you don't get burnt out and people don't walk all over you. But yeah. I think yeah. for the most part, people really want, I mean, people want to, um, um, you know, have those connections and have something that is like really meaningful to them. And so if you are willing to take that extra step to do something for them for the sake of their success, like they will know if you care about them or not. So, um, that helps. (laughs) Congrats. That's
1: huge. Thank you. That's freaking huge. And yeah, I can see it. I can see it because again, your imagery does stand out massively and it does. (laughs) there is that very deep sense of artistry to it and again it's magical to see you produce and I get really excited when I see previews of the next street and I'm like this.
0: hi <laughs> yeah. to me that obsessed person even if they're a service-based business what they're doing is solving like the lack of the service if they're a product-based business they're trying to help sell the product but they also I think a lot of their problems are solved when we can implement a lot of visual storytelling because that will help them create that connection with their clients. And then, I mean, everything else is doesn't, you know, if you can focus on that and building that connection, um, that's what I'm trying to do. So I guess I'm solving their problems by helping them create more of a connection through their imagery and visual storytelling. So, I mean... Which is the same thing for everybody, but we do it differently because everyone has a different space and they do different things. So it definitely comes out to be unique to each business owner, for sure. I mean, as far as what we were talking about with the basic headshots and like coffee shots, those will apply better to some people than others. And I think having because a lot of people, too, are really afraid, like... um, their house is too messy, or they don't look quite right. And we forget that, like, real life is messy and real life does not have everything put together. And so, having images, especially if it's like a professional image of something that isn't quite perfect, is so beautiful. Like, I work with a lot of makers, like I said, and a lot of their spaces have a ton of like sawdust or paint and it's just like kind of a mess because that's they work in their space it's used and i think those details are really really beautiful and i think those dirty dirty the nitty-gritty details the messy details are almost the most important because when you show an imperfect space to somebody well, people are going to see that and be like, oh my gosh, like real life is not perfect. I see this. I see myself in your images. Like, and then it builds even a stronger connection. So I think you do want to be prepared and be professional, but I think having images that are real and not romanticized so much is going to be absolutely key to, um, that visual storytelling. So perfectly imperfect, right? Yeah. Yeah going back to even that our brand photo is worth it. It's like, well, your business is worth it. And that's kind of the mentality that we have to speak to. I'd like to hear about your experiences though, as far as like, um, you know, good, bad, ugly, any of it that you're willing to share.
1: One of the coolest things though, that I find again, working with imagery in general, especially for the creators are the ones who are really in tune with their business, update them photographers it's really easy because you're getting content all the time but the people who yeah do work in mostly the creative spaces are getting shoots done be it once every six months be it once a year and Mm -hmm. it's great because you get to up level their content you get to see them and their business grow and that's really Mm -hmm. cool Uh, I put did a photographer's new imagery the other day and I was like okay your website went from an eight to a good nine and a half like I can't quite give it a 10 yet because there are things that I'm like I don't like that I initially built yeah and I was like this isn't Mm -hmm. it this doesn't work but so far you're already up to a nine and a half I'm a jam you know and Mm -hmm. that again it's really cool because being able to then especially like working with a few other photographers like yourself as like codes who are always connected to clients it's really nice to then be able to do your imagery justice as well. That's where the mm-hmm. real magic happens because it isn't just like, okay, branding photos. I love those moments of being able to do, well, here's a photographer's work that I now get to do justice for as well. When oh, building I love that. And that, oh, it's juicy. It feels good. Like even when you're putting <laughs> something together, it just feels amazing to actually be able to do because it's electric and the energy of you your imagery the business owner Aaron copywriter or whoever's writing copy yeah then my energy just all compounds and grows and it's Mm -hmm. it's something else and honestly they're the most successful businesses I've ever worked with the ones where the Mm -hmm. energy comes through everything and I know people go but but it's true it happens (laughs) don't dispute the energies the energies just Energy, you know, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so it's a really interesting process. Working with good imagery makes all the difference, and that's also why I want to sit down with you because it was like good imagery needs to be done, right? Because again, we're all in our mugshot era, we need to stop mugshots, no more mugshots. We are up to the rapid fire, rapid fire being my favorite section where it's pretty much just a few questions, it takes me forever to introduce to. Just getting low, you, you <laughs> a little bit, but so, so
0: funny. First question: What's your favorite book? Oh gosh, um, okay. Well, the most recent one—I I know it's rapid. I can't think about it too much. I just read um, *Big Magic* by Elizabeth Gilbert, and she wrote *Eat, Play, Eat, Pray, Love*. I never read that or watched it, but um, she is oh, so gosh. eloquent. Yeah. She's a huge writer, but she talks a lot about just living a creative life without fear and like really being hungry for the shit sandwich because everything sucks some of the time and you have to be hungry enough, not just like passionate about it, but hungry about or enough to endure the less agreeable parts of the work. And, um, I find with being a small business owner, there's a lot of things that suck. And so you have to be passionate enough to deal with those things. And, um, she's like, yeah, I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I'm going to add that to the list as well.
1: Good Lord, yeah, this list is swear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Thank if you had, if you're being shipped off to an island and you could only take one thing, one thing with you, what would you be
0: taking with you? Probably a machete. So I could like cut things and build things. I feel like you can build a lot of things without any tools. But if a machete like you got, that's a good starting point, I think. Or like a knife. That's machete. smart. <laughs> I was not expecting
1: a legitimate
0: smart answer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. um, yeah. And finally, how do you like to have your coffee?
0: Mm, black. It needs to melt my insides. No, I usually go for like a just a plain unflavored latte but with like four shots in it, like really heavy, it's got to be strong.
1: (laughs) I like it. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much. I want to do this again. I loved it. Now we need another random topic. We will. Do you (laughs) know what? Yeah, we should – oh, maybe maybe at some point we could do – take some lovely personal brands and actually break down their imagery – and go why this works oh that would be really cool that would be
0: really fun okay that's
1: an idea we're coming back to that next recording block next year remind me i'm gonna forget (laughs) but yeah i hope you have an absolutely epic day today and again thank you for joining me thank you
0: it's been wonderful